It's Jim, it's the World of Bonds. It's Tuesday the 19th of October 2021 for professional investors only and never ever investment advice. Feels like there are policy errors incoming. You remember what a policy error is. It's really uh, central, talking about central banks making mistakes and hiking rates when they really shouldn't have. And the great examples of that really involve Trichet back in 2011 in April and July in the middle of Europe's sovereign debt crisis when you remember credit spreads widening for Portugal, Spain, Ireland, etc., etc. Um, he hiked interest rates and that was regarded as a policy error, completely unnecessary. There was no inflationary threat that was persistent at that time and it set uh, Europe's economy back at a time when it needed to grow. Now, the reason people are talking about policy errors is all about the Bank of England this time round and really a speech that uh, Andrew Bailey, the governor of the Bank of England, made on Sunday and was widely reported yesterday morning, leading to big moves in gilt markets and indeed global bond markets, but gilts bore the brunt. So if you look at two-year uh, gilt yields, they're up about 14 basis points yesterday to uh, 75 basis points. So we're down at 57 basis points at the end of last week. And 10-year gilts are also higher, but not as much, three basis points, continuing that kind of flattening theme that we've seen in global bond markets everywhere. Now, what Bailey said was that um, the recent high inflation is going to last longer than he thought it would and that um, they are raising medium-term inflation expectations. So this is kind of um, talking about rate hikes in order to signal um, that they won't allow those longer-term inflation or medium-term inflation expectations to rise. The quote that really caught people's imagination was this. That is why we at the Bank of England have signalled, and this is another such signal, that we will have to act. And the market took this to mean that rates are going up in November. Um, on There's an MPC meeting on November the 4th. Currently, bank rate is at 0.1%. So expectations of a rate hike then, maybe not a full 25 basis points. People are starting to talk about 15 basis points, but others have got in 40 basis points for November. And certainly market pricing, you measure this through short sterling futures or short dated gilts. Um, market's now pricing a 1% bank rate in the UK by next August. So in under a year's time, we'll have um, rates at, at 1%. And this is really doubly important. I mean, not only do we have to think about what the impact of 1% rates would be on that portion of the UK population who have mortgages that are either floating rate or on SVR, standard variable rate, and we'll see that feeding through. Other people who have fixed term mortgages maturing or um, buying a house over the next year will also face higher rates uh, as will businesses who um, uh, are subject to floating rate uh, loans and that's most businesses frankly so we not just have to think about that but also the fact that one percent bank rate is the level at which the bank of england signaled to some people's surprise that it would start outright sales of its qe purchases of gilts so we'd be faced not only with higher interest rates, but also with an active reversal of QE. You know, this is different from just not buying gilts anymore. This is outright adding to uh, those that are being sold anyway by the debt management office as part of uh, financing the budget deficit uh, and maturing gilt sales and maturing gilts. They'd also be selling stuff too. And that, that you know, I think markets would um, find a, a radical shift and something new to cope with. 
So why do I think that this is a policy error or why might it be a policy error? Well, I think the first one is to do with the transmission mechanism itself. And, you know, three questions I'll ask to kind of illustrate the point. How do higher UK bank rates uh, reduce global commodity price inflation? What does this do to the price of oil? What does this do to the price of energy globally that brings it down? And I think the answer is nothing and therefore it will have no impact on inflation. Secondly, how do higher uh, base rates put more HGV drivers in lorries? Again, not going to happen. You know, supply disruptions due to shortage of lorry drivers and Brexit-related issues don't go away by putting up interest rates. And thirdly, how does a higher bank rate stop people from getting COVID? And again, you can you can have no answer to that because I mean, yesterday you saw we had nearly fifty thousand cases of COVID. The UK a massive outlier once more in terms of uh, COVID cases around uh, developed world at the moment, and a, a big acceleration, a jump really up from our trends rates uh, in the thirty thousands, the forty thousand, and heading towards fifty thousand. So. There is an acceleration there, and that's going to put people out of the jobs market, at least temporarily, cause more disruption. Again, nothing. These are all things that won't be impacted at all by Bank of England setting interest rates. And these are the things causing inflation at the moment. So why why cause a, a slowdown in the bits of the economy that are functioning, functioning smoothly in order to try and impact current levels of inflation? I guess the key is that they think this is about... Um, medium-term inflation expectations but again I, i'm very skeptical that that's that's an issue i think that the other things we need to worry about are what's going on with the uk economy anyway and if i were the bank of england i would want to see what the impact of the end of the furlough scheme was on employment and they're obviously thinking well maybe they've obviously considered it and think it's not going to have any impact and all those people coming off furlough will find new jobs um, easily enough uh, or get re-employed by their existing employers. The impact of um, the withdrawal of the £20 universal credit payments, we also need to see, see how damaging that is. Uh, and we also need to think about the economic impact of higher food prices for households, energy prices for households and businesses. And so I think there's a lot to worry about economically at the moment that you'd want to see what the impact of that was. And I, I wouldn't rule out a recession in 2021 in the UK as a result of, of this, especially if rates do go up. Thinking about what could justify rate hikes, I think the one thing you could point to is UK house prices, which have gone crazy over the past uh, year, effectively. Thanks low interest rates, high levels of savings amongst certain cohorts in society as a result of lockdown, um, low interest rates, um, all of the things we, you know we know about stamp duty. I can't remember which of those I mentioned twice, but I'm sure I did. Um, house prices have gone crazy and you could argue that higher interest rates will have some impact in at least signalling that mortgage rates will be um, more expensive and people shouldn't speculatively go and buy a house at the moment. So that, that's the one thing I can think about. Um, that, that would justify higher rates in the UK economy at the moment. So I think one th final thing to mention is that whilst the gilt market sold off dramatically yesterday, so 75 basis points, uh, two-year gilt yields from zero in the middle of the year, um, 
Sterling didn't rally as much as you might have expected to. So, in fact, Sterling didn't rally over the day. It was down against uh, the euro, for instance. So, currency markets are taking a slightly different view than bond markets at the moment. I'm not sure I can really explain that, but you would have expected the pound to be pretty strong yesterday. It wasn't. I guess it has been strong as a trend um, since the start of October against both the dollar and um, the euro and other currencies, but nothing yesterday really to, to suggest that currency traders thought that rates really are going up. Have good weeks. Bye.